The following program is sponsored by Bell & Pollock PC. Welcome to Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. Attorneys Gary Bell and Brad Pollock are ready to work for you. Reach Gary, Brad, and their team at championsofthepeople.com or by calling 303-795-5900. That's 303-795-5900. Good morning, Colorado. Here we go. You're ready for this, the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. It's the Champions of the People Injury Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys, and we're glad to help you at any time. You can call us at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. You can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, and we'll be glad to talk to you. You can enter in live chat. You can give us a call at 303-795-5900. If you've been injured... If you've been injured, you can't guess. You need a legal game plan. You need strategies. At Bell & Pollock, we can give you those strategies. We'll meet with you for a free initial consultation and, most importantly, a free legal game plan. No matter what your injury, no matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstance, no matter where you are, you need a legal game plan. We wrote a book entitled Legal Game Plan. It's on our website, championsofthepeople.com. This is a very important book. Brad and I put over our over 30 years of experience into this book, and we did it because we understand people have to have a strategy. You can't just guess. The insurance companies that you go up against when you've been injured have their own strategies, have their own uh, ideas, have their own training, have their own manuals, have their own doctors, have their own lawyers, accountants, and engineers, and accident reconstructionists. It dawned on Brad and I years ago that people that came into our office do not have enough information they don't know. They're trying to guess, and they need to know, and, and, and they want to know. You want to know. And if you do know, you can, beat, you can beat them. You can win this war, and it is a war. 303-795-5900. You can call us anytime. You can call us right now. We'll be glad to answer your question. Okay, we, we try to cover a different injury subject every week. Today, we're going to be talking about you're injured on your bicycle, you're riding your bicycle, you're injured, sometimes horrific injuries. I'm going to tell you one thing before we get started in this show, and Brad will tell you the same thing. You better have attorneys that understand bicycle law. You better have attorneys that can investigate the facts. If there's ever an area of the law that is fact-driven, specific-driven, exactly what happened at the scene what did the scene look like uh, you know bad it's this area because you've got it sometimes you have to get out there and look at the scene it depends on how the accident happened it depends on the shoulder of the road it depends on the width of the road and we're going to cover all that today but you must know the very specific facts you certainly must uh, there's quite a few laws that have been passed and they continue to pass laws even recently there's been a, a case uh, or a law passed uh, by Governor Polis concerning uh, additional safety for bike riders. Um, regardless of what may be your feelings about bike riders, and I know this is can be a sensitive uh, topic uh, for some people as they uh, deal with bike riders, but the bottom line is, is regardless of what might be your feelings, they have rights on the road. Uh, you're going to be responsible if you hurt them. You have to obey the laws, and you have to do the rules of the road. Um, bicycle or bike riders are out there. This is a springtime. Uh, we're getting past the, the bad weather. We're getting to the point where you're going to be having a lot of bicyclers out there. 
And so you got to be ready for them. And you got to understand what the rules are and what the road, uh, what, what you're required to do. And uh, remember, you need to share the road with the bicycle riders. You know, there's a license plate about that, but a share of the road. And some drivers get very angry and upset at bicyclists. And what are their rights? What are the driver's rights? We're going to cover that today. Bottom line, you've been injured on a bicycle. Bottom line, you need to get to an attorney that knows what they're doing very quickly. You know, Brad and I sometimes tell people on all of our radio shows, we do many radio shows, uh, sometimes you don't need an attorney. In this area of the law, you need an attorney. Usually in the injury area of the law, you need a lawyer, period, an experienced one, one who actually cares. You can call us anytime at 303-795-5900. When we go through these laws today about bicycle riders, if you've been injured, the insurance company is going to investigate this. They're going to try to get these facts and prove them against you so that you don't get any recovery. Because this is a detailed, fact-driven, fact-intensive situation and scenario. So let's start with the Colorado uh, three-foot law. Because a lot of people are going to get their eyes wide open today about bicyclists and injuries. And if you've had somebody injured in your family, you can give us a call anytime. But Colorado is one of 26 states that require motorists to give cyclists, bicyclists, at least three feet of clearance when passing. So, Brad, let's talk about, you know, what does three feet mean? Uh, you know, you're in the lane, maybe you're in a two-lane two road uh, going one, one direction and the other uh, lane going the other direction. What? Let's talk about this three feet of clearance because it's the law. Now, you're going to be passing them on the left, obviously, or on their left, on your right as you're driving. Uh, you have to understand that you have projections from your car, mainly your 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 mirror, if nothing else. And you have to take the end of the mirror, whatever the end of the mirror is, or the end of the projection on the right side of your car. And it, when you're passing them, there must be at least three foot between the end of that projection and the bike rider. And immediately what comes to mind is you realize, well, wait a minute, you know, let's say a lane's about eight foot wide. The bicycle rider's on the right side of the road and is partially in the lane or is going down that white line uh, on the right side, you're probably not going to be able to pass the bicycle rider. If you give the three-foot rule, if you obey the three-foot rule, you're not going to be able to pass them without going into the lane on your left. You're at least partially going to be in that lane. When you go into that lane, you've got to realize what you, what's going on. You're either going to be in a lane where you have oncoming traffic or you're going to be in a lane where you are moving somebody that's already in that lane over or where somebody has to move over or where it's got to be open. That's the law. That's it. But, you know, once again, it's, it's difficult to do. You get behind a bike rider, you're late for work or you're trying to get to a meeting or you want to get somewhere to a ball game or something else. Uh, and there's a bicycle rider riding down the road uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're riding their bike. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing, And but you're in a, in a bigger hurry, and your car can go faster than their bike. The bottom line is if you want to move, if you want to go around them to the left uh, or move, move to the left and go around them, in, in essence, a passing maneuver, you have to have three foot between yourself and the bike rider. Right, and we're going to get into this uh, in the show, the, the statutes and the law on how far over the bike rider should be, uh, what you need to do and know if you're going to overtake them as a motorist. But if you've been injured on a bicycle or any other injury anywhere in the state of Colorado, you can call us at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. We're glad to help you. You can get a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. 
And by the way, go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's the name of our website, championsofthepeople.com. You can find all of our information there. You can listen to all of our shows. This show will eventually be posted up there as well. Let's talk about this passing, Brad. You got, if a motorist is going to pass a bicycle, there's an accident, do they give them three feet? That would be a violation of the law. There's going to be a question of fact. What That's what lawyers call a question of fact. What was it really three feet? Bottom line, if the if motorist is going to pass the bicyclist uh, on the road, they have to give them three feet to do it. And they have to only pass when it's safe to do so, given all the other circumstances, meaning oncoming traffic, uh, yield signs, intersections, alleys, etc. So that's why we said at the top of the show, this is a fact-driven uh, uh, area and a fact-driven situation. But let's talk about the Colorado statute. Um, you know, can you pass? Is crossing the center line? We got another question. You got a bicyclist going on the road. You're going to pass the bicyclist. Can the car pass the bicyclist, giving three feet, and cross the center line? We always get asked this question. Sure, you have to know whether or not that uh, the 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 traffic in that lane that you're about to take your car is going to be partially in, maybe completely, depending on how wide you, you go around the the bike rider. But you, you've got to make sure that's clear of traffic and you have sufficient visibility to allow you to know that you're free from oncoming traffic. Or if it's a lane that's, that's going the same direction as yours, you're free and from traffic that's going the same lane. Um, a, a good way to understand that probably is would you otherwise be able to pass in that lane? And, you know, it's it's not 100 uh, percent because it, the, it doesn't say necessarily if you have that yellow line on your side or a solid yellow line or a solid white line on your side that you can't go around the bike rider. But it does say you have to be have sufficient room to get around the bike rider. And it also says you, it has to be f- visibly free of oncoming traffic such that you can get around the bike rider. Uh, if you're going to start going out into a lane to your left where you, that's that's going to have oncoming traffic you want to make darn sure that you're you're paying attention to what's going on and you can get around the bike rider fast enough to be able to get back into your lane and that doesn't mean jumping out there and gunning it and and doing some kind of inappropriate maneuver with your car uh, otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to end out in an accident and the bike rider is going to be going down the road and you're going to be thinking, why did I try such a stupid maneuver? You know, and if you're the driver of the car, you might be saying the bicyclist is, uh, is not over far enough. They're not over far enough to the right. It's, it's making me angry. And, and, and then an accident happens. And so that's why it's very fact specific. Because if you don't give them three feet, then that's a violation of the law. The bicyclist can recover. And today's show is is you're injured on your bicycle. We're covering it from the perspective of the bicycle rider. You're injured. Can you recover? And we're not going to go through all the damages because we've covered show, uh, damages on other shows. But you're entitled to your full plethora, the full penelope, the full list of all uh, injuries, damages, and losses that we've talked about before. But if you have a question, you can call us at 303-795-5900 right now. 303-795-5900. If you've been injured in any trauma, car accident, bicycle, motorcycle, today we're talking about bicycles, but it doesn't matter. On the job, workers' comp, premises liability, slip and fall, auto crash, truck crash, we can help you. We will give you a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. Look, Brad and I have over 35 years of experience doing this. We formed our law firm in 1984 with a vision and mission to help injured victims and their families put their lives back together again. It's a travesty. It takes a lot of work. 
You can call us, Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com, 303-795-5900. We will help you. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your legal minute. Today, we're talking about MedPay. What is MedPay, by the way? MedPay is on your own car insurance policy. It's there to pay your medical bills in case you're injured in a car crash, a collision. It's there to pay your medical bills, your reasonable and necessary medical bills, and they pay your medical bills regardless of fault. Therefore, you want your MedPay as high as you can afford by the highest limits you can get. We say this all the time. And by the way, if the accident is not your fault and you recover money from the at-fault party, then you don't have to pay the med pay back. That's how important this is. Gary Bell, Bell and Pollock, Champions of the People. Give us a call. We'll help you. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Good morning. Welcome back. Fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. The Bell and Pollock Legal Show. This is an injury show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell & Pollock. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. We are your champions of the people. You know, we're doing uh, other shows throughout the Denver metro area and then the mountain towns uh, up up north, down south. You know, Saturday morning we do a show. It's on KHOW. It starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's a, it's a talk show. You can call us on that show and ask us a question on any, any legal subject. That show's not just confined to injury subjects. Our other shows are injury subjects and injury shows because we are injury attorneys. And we're glad to teach you the information. You need the information. You need to be educated. At Bell and Pollock, we educate and advocate. And when we do, you can win. You can win the war. And you can and you will win your injury war. All right, today we're talking about you riding your bicycle and you being injured. Can you recover? How do you recover? Well, you have to investigate the facts. You have to have attorneys that investigate the facts. You have to have attorneys that get down, maybe send an investigation out, maybe do an accident reconstruction, always, and visit the scene. I mean, was there a bike path? Was there enough room? Okay, so we were talking about passing, Brad, and a lot of people say, well, you, know, you what, what did you guys just say? You just said that I can pass on a two-lane road, I can pass a bicyclist, uh, and I can cross the center line. I'm, I'm, aren't I going to get a ticket? I'm crossing the center line. I'm crossing a yellow line. I mean, what, what are you guys saying here? Well, what we're saying is, uh, is that, yes, you can pass under certain circumstances, even when the local authorities have, have marked the, the road and the lanes such that it's a no-passing zone. If you're in a no-passing zone, and I, we should know what that is. All of you know that there's a, that are driving. Uh, but it's been marked on a roadway that there's a, it's a no passing zone. Then normally you can't go across that line to to pass a car. You can't pass. You can't do that. Um, but there are certain circumstances when the th- those rules may not apply. And uh, to pass a bike rider, so far as you can do it, okay. Uh, so far as the driver of vehicle passing the bicyclist that's moving the same direction in the same lane. Uh, can do it with safety and without interfering with or impeding or endangering other traffic. 
then they can go out and they can lawfully use the, that side of the highway to go around the bike rider. Uh, understand that you've got to make sure it's your responsibility, not the bike rider's responsibility, not the oncoming car's responsibility, not anybody else over in that lane's responsibility. It's your responsibility to make sure you can safely pass that bike rider and that you have the proper visibility. Think about it. When you're going up a hill and the bike rider's going up a hill, now that especially infuriates people because a lot of times they're slower and you're thinking, man, I, I just want to get up this hill. It, that, it, you know, you can't see over the crest of the hill. Cars are coming back at you. You don't know how fast they're coming. You hope they're going to speed limit so you can gauge in your own mind about how long you have before you hit that crest. But the closing speed is half of what your speed speed is, or, or is actually double. You're, you're going to close in half the time because they're coming at you as you're coming at them. So you've got to think about as I come around this crest or as I come around this bend and I'm out in the lane that is is really reserved for oncoming traffic. And those people on the oncoming traffic, they have every right to, to believe that as they're coming, that roadway is going to be clear that they're coming around the bend or they're coming up the crest of the hill. Just as you have every right to believe that those that your lane is going to be clear from oncoming traffic also. So they have every right to believe that they're going to be driving in a normal speed in a normal way, hopefully, and not being careless or speeding. And if you're trying to get around this bike rider, that what are you going to save? You're going to save a minute. You're going to save two minutes. That's about it. I mean, I know impatience runs rampant at times, when, especially when you're running a little late, when you want to get there in a hurry. But you're only going to save a minute or two. That's all you're going to make up as you as you get out into that lane. And uh, I'm not advocating. There's some avid bike riders and there's some people who aren't avid bike riders. I'm not advocating for either side. I'm just simply saying that think about the rules of the road. Think about the safety. And when you're in a no passing zone that's clearly marked that it's a no passing zone, you know, you still have the right to go around that bicycle rider. But think twice about taking advantage of that until you know for sure that you have the space. Well, you know, the statute says, and the statute's 42.4-1005, okay? So we're talking about a Colorado law, a Colorado statute. And you're talking about bicyclists. Sometimes there's accidents when bicyclists get injured where there was no contact, but the car still caused the injuries. That has to be investigated. That has to be proved. That can be won. You can win that if you're a bicyclist. You can recover. Sometimes there's an accident when there is contact. But if the, from the driver of the car's perspective, the general rule is you cannot cross the center line. There are exceptions, though. And, and if you can do it uh, and pass the bicyclist when it's safe, when it's safe, and there's a variety of factors into when it's safe, and Brad was just talking about some of them, right? You can't do it when there's a hill. You can't do it when there's a curve and you can't see. You can't do it when there's an intersection or a railroad crossing. So there's a bunch of, uh, uh, of exceptions to the rule. But bottom line, the statute, and we don't normally read things, on this on the show but the statute says you can't cross the center line unless an item d of the statute subsection d says uh, to the driver of a vehicle passenger a bicycle bicyclist moving the same direction you can pass when when you can do it safely in essence so there's an exception to that statute and you say well i got a ticket i was driving the car i got a ticket there's an exception and by the way brad you know back to this three foot three foot distance rule when the car has to give the bicyclist three foot if that doesn't happen there's a there's a phone number you can call uh and and you can call you know star csp colorado state patrol uh and you can report this 
and they take the calls seriously. And they will dispatch on many occasions somebody out there. It's star CSB or star 277. So that, so that can happen. All right, so we're talking about, yes, you can cross the center line under very limited circumstances. Brad, let's talk about, because every car driver and every bicyclist and all this are going down the road together. The car's getting angry. The car's getting mad. The bicycle's trying to be safe. You know, a pothole doesn't mean a lot to a car, some something, but it means a lot to a bicyclist. So how far to the right... Let's talk about how far to the right must a bicyclist ride and who determines how far to the right must they ride. Well, okay. The, the person who's going to determine to begin with, believe it or not, there is a statute over this, but the person to begin with who's going to determine how far to the right they're going to, they're going to ride is the bicycle rider. And the bicycle rider has to determine if the right-hand lane that's available is wide enough to be safely shared with overtaking vehicles. Uh, the bicyclist is to sh- is is to ride as far enough to the right as judged safe by the bicyclist to facilitate the movement of traffic and overtaking vehicles, and unless um, conditions make it unsafe to do so. So the bicycle rider has to look to determine what is safe, and and that that's the first thing they have to do is they have to get over as far as they can to the right. Um, uh, you you got to think about what that means because a lot of times as you're driving down the road, once again, the bicyclist is facing the, the, the practicalities of what's on the shoulder of the road. First of all, you can't expect the bicycle rider to be off the pavement. That, that's just not, not realistic to, for the, them to, to be doing that unless there's really a wide dirt shoulder or wide shoulder uh, that, that gives them the opportunity to be able to ride on a smooth surface. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is as Gary brought up, the uh, pothole is, can be a very, very devastating or difficult thing for a bicycle rider to deal with. And they've got to be able to get around those potholes. And to get around those potholes, uh, they've got to be able to determine whether they can go to the right or to the left. And uh, quite often, the only way they're really going to get around the, the divot, the hole, the problem that might be with, with, a, with the shoulder of the, uh, of the road and the pothole that's sitting there is going off to the, to the left side of the pothole. Um, you would hope the bicycle rider will give you some kind of notice or some kind of view and some kind of warning that they're about to come into the road. Uh, and and that's, that's just good, safe bicycle riding, too. But at the same time, they've, they, have to, they determine where they're going to ride on the right side of the road. Right. We have a whole different set of laws pertaining to motorcycles, right, and, and whether or not bicycles are motor vehicles, right? And we're going to get into those definitions today because they're fascinating areas of the law. But if you're injured on your bicycle, you can call us anytime at 303 795 Five nine zero zero. That's seven nine five five nine zero zero. Any injury. If you've been injured in a car accident, a truck accident, a motorcycle accident, uh, if you've been injured on your bicycle, if you've been hit, a victim of a hit and run, uh, we are injury attorneys. We've been doing this since nineteen eighty four. We've written books. We know that you need information. We're here to give it to you. We'll give you a free initial consultation and. A free legal game plan. Go to our website to get our books for free. Championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. You can download a book free. If you want a hard copy, call our law firm at 303-795-5900. I want to cover this one more time, Brad. How far over 
how far over should the bicyclist be? I mean, you got the car behind them. Can they share the same lane? Can they share the same lane with the car giving three feet separation from the bicyclist? And it's, the interesting part about the law is if there's an accident, it's not up to law enforcement to determine, you know, how, how, how far over the bicyclist should have been. It's not up to the motorist, the driver of the vehicle, the driver of the truck, the driver of the car. It's not up to them. That's not up to them to say you should have been over further to the right. It is in the judgment of the bicyclist himself or herself how far over it was safe to be. That's a fact-driven situation. That's why you need attorneys that understand bicycle law and are willing to help you and investigate the matter and the specific facts. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We educate and advocate. 303-795-5900. Today we're talking about being injured on a bicycle. We'll be right back. Honey, the kids are going nuts. Everybody's stir-crazy. and My patience is running thin. It's almost lunchtime. Why don't we go to Caitlin's? Their food is amazing, and they have those awesome baskets filled with fun to keep the kids pacified and entertained. Oh, that sounds perfect. What is it you like to get there again? Ooh, for starters, I love their green chili and chicken nachos. Then, I usually get most queso with the ground chuck patty, cheddar, and jack cheese. Diced onions, tomatoes, and green chilies between two warm flour tortillas. Served at the side of green or red chili. Yum! What about you? Well, I'm famished, so I think I'll get one of their 13 sandwiches. Hmm, maybe I'll get one of each. And I, and I love the way you can get their sandwiches made into wraps instead. Maybe one of their bacon green chili cheeseburgers or their salads. Or, Honey, rain it in. Kids, we're going to Caitlin's. Caitlin's Restaurant at the corner of Mississippi and South Birch Street, just east of Colorado Boulevard in Glendale. Open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Caitlin's Restaurant. You'll love it every bite of the way. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Good morning. Welcome back. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Today we're talking about being injured on a bicycle, but as you know, we are injury attorneys, and we handle any type of injury case. We have an office in Denver. We have offices in Steamboat Springs. We're glad to meet with you. Just go to our website and check it out. You can check out who we are, 303-795-5900. I'll guarantee you, I will promise you, for years we have brought you these radio shows. For years we have, have developed different mediums of communication like our books, our pamphlets, our websites, our podcasts, our radio shows to give you the information you need to beat the insurance company. Period. Simple as that. 303-795-5900. Brad, let's talk about this one more concept. Right? You know, when we're talking about, and everybody talks about it in, in, this, in this bicycle, car, vehicle world. You know, the bicyclist can just take over the lane. Right. And the bicyclist can. And what 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 are you looking for when the bicyclist can take over their lane? Well, well, in as as we're saying this, I want everybody to understand. Okay, uh, listen. When a bike and a car get into a crash, 
the bike loses. The bicyclist loses. That That's the first thing to remember. And we are there to help you with regard to your rights. But understand that it's very hard and difficult. When we get the money for you, it's still very hard and difficult to make up for that severely and permanently injured leg or arm or shoulder or head injury that you have. And while we get you money and that's the best we can do, we can't get you uh, a new shoulder and we can't get you uh, back to where you were. And you're going to live with that pain and that injury for the rest of your life. So these are the rules of the road that allow you to enforce your rights as a bicyclist. And car drivers, please understand that, that when you hit, hit a bicyclist, you, you can be heading for some severe injuries that are going to be inflicted that everybody has to understand. And we can get into how that gets taken care of. But understand this, a bicyclist is not expected or required to ride over or through hazards at the edge of a roadway. And, and that's including uh, anything fixed or moving objects, parked or, or moving vehicles, bicycles, uh, pedestrians, animals, surface hazards like the potholes or narrow lanes. And a bicycler is not um, it, it, uh, is, is allowed to have a reasonable safety margin on the right hand side of the roadway. You know, you've got some of these bicyclers who are excellent bicycle riders and have been bicycle riding forever and they can get their their bike on that white line on the edge of the roadway and just go and now that person's not expected to have to ride over animals or or through hazards or over hazards so they can go out to the left to avoid that and as a driver of a car you're really not going to see that you're not going to see this you're going to have to be aware of the bicyclist and heighten your degree of care We've talked before in shows where troopers have people pulled over to the side of the road to, to talk to them or issue summons and, and how you need to move over. Well, do the same for the bicyclist if you've got the room. But understand, you've got some that are very good. Now, you've got novice drive, riders who are right on the road, and they're not doing that. They're not hugging the white line. They're they're weaving a little bit. They're outside the, or they're with their end of the, end of the road and not next to the white line. And to them, what uh, uh, an experienced bike rider might consider not a big deal, to them it is a big deal. And so they're moving to swerve around what they think is a hazard in the road. Uh, We've already talked about that's in their judgment. So you've got to understand at that point they may take over the lane. And what means by taking over the lane is they're going to come out in the lane and they're going to be far enough in the lane that you can't pass them. You can't, you can't pass them, and they have the right to do that to avoid the hazardous condition that they face on the right-hand side. You know, but that'd be one of the things that good attorneys would investigate. Where was the bicyclist? Where was the car? What were, what were the speeds? What was the intersection or roadway look like? Was there a bike lane? Was there no bike lane? Was What was the width of the road and, and, and the speed, and was there any oncoming traffic? Just to start for a few starting questions, Right. You must investigate these. We will and can at Bell and Pollock, 303-795-5900, our website, championsofthepeople.com. All of our shows are on that website. So, you talk about, the, you're angry at this bicycle. They took over the road. They have the right to take over the road. And, and now they're, now they're, you say they're impeding traffic, and maybe you start to honk at them, and maybe you start to cuss at them. 
and then there, and then there's going to be a tragedy. And as Brad said a minute ago, the bicycle usually loses. Just like when we say when you're injured by a big rig and 18-wheeler, the car usually loses. Very serious. So when it's very serious, then you need to separate out the facts and apply them to the law. But you have to have attorneys that know the law. You can call us anytime, Bell and Pog, 303-795-5900 on any injury case, car accident case, truck case, motorcycle case. We, we will help you. We're very, very experienced. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about a, a little bit different situation. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, w- when you're driving down the street or when the, when the bicycle's going down the street and they get what's called doored, right? And when you, when you get doored, the bicycle, somebody opens a door. And then the bicyclist hits the door. I mean, that can apply to a vehicle as well. But now we're talking about being injured on a, vi- a bicycle. So, and, and so we've learned a lot today so far. But now the bicycle, maybe there's a bike lane right next to the parked cars. Maybe there isn't. But the bicycle is riding down the road. Somebody opens a door. The bicycle either gets caught, hooked, hooked, or runs right into the door, goes flying, all kinds of problems, all kinds of issues. Who's responsible? Brad, we have a Colorado statute. Uh, that that de- defines us. But before we get to the Colorado statute, and, and you'll get into that, you know, 40 states in, in this country have dooring laws. I mean, that's very, very important. You can't just you cannot just blindly swing open your door without taking precautions. And the the dooring, the, the statute for opening your door in Colorado. And, and by the way, it's 42 4 It's it's not unique to bicycles and it's not specific to bicycles it's specific and unique to traffic in general and again you know it, it when you're driving and when you're parking and when you're getting out of your car you need to be cognizant you need to be very cognizant of of the fact that you're what the lanes are and how the lanes are being used, and what the traffic is like where you're at, uh, you, you have to you have to always be thinking about oncoming traffic or traffic that's go, or overtaking traffic. I guess you would call it. So so that you, when you're you're opening the door, the, your motor vehicle um, that's on a side that's available to moving traffic. So think about that immediately on a side that's available to moving traffic. And it doesn't say bicycles, it doesn't say cars, it doesn't say motorcycles, it just says moving traffic. That's everything. That could even probably include the scooters we talked about last week. It can talk about a lot of different things. So you've got to understand that when you're opening your door, and in in Colorado now, we have some places where you can open up your door on either side of your car, and you could have moving traffic, depending on where where you're stopped and where you're parked. So you've got to be paying attention on both sides of the car. It's not just on the driver's side anymore. So you've got to, so if it's a side that's available to moving traffic, you can't open your door unless and until it's reasonably safe to do so, and it can be done without interfering with the movement of other traffic. This is a very important part. I mean, I I, I can cite you instances where people have been killed just getting out of their cars, opening up their door and getting out of their cars, and they've been hit by traffic oncoming traffic but they haven't paid attention where where doors have been have been ripped off by cars hitting them and where bicyclists all of a sudden have the store come open and and they get smacked they get hit and it's you're not allowed to do it the the statute's very clear it says and you as you're not allowed to leave your door open on the side of a vehicle available to moving traffic 
for a period longer than is necessary to load or unload passengers. And now, I want you to think about that, too, because a lot of people will will open up their door and they'll leave that door open while they're getting stuff out of the back or while they're doing different things that they want to do and, and while they may be getting their coat on and all the different things they want to do with regard to getting out of the car. Think about how long you're leaving it open and what the oncoming traffic is. And, and then also realize that traffic isn't just a car. Traffic is everything that's moving down that street, and that includes bicycles. And many times the bike lanes are right next to the parked cars. But, but the bicyclists do not have to ride in most states in the bike lanes. And you say, sure they do. No, they don't in most states. And there are also, also are some local ordinances. So we're not talking about those today. But we're talking about being doored if you're a bicyclist. And, and it's very serious because you go flying. I mean, you have body parts that are caught, and you're, you're flying one direction, your hand's caught, your, your finger's caught, your elbow's caught. Uh, you go partially into the, into the car itself. So this is a very sit- serious situation. So, yes, the, the driver of the cars have the responsibilities, and there's some tips that they can follow. Obviously, it's common sense tips. Um, first one is look. I mean, you have to look and make sure you got a rearview mirror. And, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that advocate you, you know what they call the Dutch reach if you're the driver of the car you're about to open it you, you use your you use your right hand your right arm reach across your body to open the door that way it allows you to look back uh, down the down behind your car easy or easier and to see if you're going to hit some, uh, a door somebody if you're a bicyclist if you've been injured if you've been injured in any crash any car crash truck crash Bell and Polly can help you our website champions of the our phone number, 303-795-5900. You don't even have to wait. You can call right now, 303-795-5900. We are injury attorneys with years of experience. We educate and advocate for you. Why? Because we are your champions of the people. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your legal minute. We're talking about legal game plans today. What difference does it make? Listen, you've been injured in a car crash. It's not an ordinary day or event for you, but it is for the insurance company. You need a legal game plan as to how the accident happened. What was the mechanism of injury? How did you get hurt? What body parts are hurt? Maybe it's the cervical part of your neck. Maybe it's the lumbar part of your spine, the low back. You need a legal game plan for the accident. You need a legal game plan for your damages, injuries, and losses and how to prove them to the insurance company for the at-fault party. If you don't, you're guessing. You wouldn't guess at a recipe. You wouldn't guess at a blueprint. You wouldn't guess at directions. You need a legal game plan. Bell and Pollock will give you one. Championsofthepeople.com. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. It's Mandy Connell, and it's time for your Legal Minute. Brought to you by my friends at Bell and Pollock. Listen to their show right here on KOA every Saturday at 10 a.m. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. This is your legal minute. I tell you what, you're injured in a car crash. You go to the emergency room. You go to your medical doctors. They give you medical treatment. They give you conservative modalities of treatment. But you're still hurting. Maybe your neck hurts. Maybe it's your low back. 
Maybe the emergency room doctor said your MRI was perfectly normal, but you still hurt. You Can you still recover? Of course you can recover. You need to prove your injuries, damages, and losses. You need to file a legitimate, truthful, complete claim with the insurance company for the outfault party, and you need to understand what the laws are in Colorado. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com. We can help you. We can explain your rights to you. We can explain them so you'll understand them and know what to do and what not to do. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Good morning. Welcome back. Fasten your seatbelt. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, we're about to take off. On Injury Law, our injury show. We do all kinds of shows. We've been doing them for years. Don't forget about our live call-in show on Saturday morning on KHOW, 6.30 a.m. That's at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you can call us on any legal subject, and we do that as a community service. And we've been doing that for years. People call us and ask us questions. You know, sometimes people just don't know where to go, and those calls are all free, and we will help you. We'll help everybody that gives us a call. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, insurance policies, uh, I did it last week. If you want to copy my own personal deck sheet that I use for my own car insurance policy to get an idea of what I do, what kind of coverages and limits I have, all you have to do is call us at 303-795-5900, and I will send you my own personal car insurance deck deck sheet uh, because we educate and advocate. All right, now we're still talking about bike injuries today, but we do all kinds of injury cases. If you're injured on the job, we do that. If you're injured on a, a, a by a truck, in a motorcycle, a car crash, a rear-ender, a T-bone, a head-on. If you're injured as a passenger, think about it. A hit-and-run. We have a book called Cowards of the Street, Hit-and-Run, because they are cowards of the street. They leave. They commit felonies when they do. They injure, maim, or kill their victim. You can recover. We talk about insurance coverages and insurance policies. Listen to our shows. Call us and ask us. We're glad to talk to you. 303-795-5900. Okay, we're talking about bicycles today. What have we learned? We've learned about the three-foot rule. We've learned about how, how bicyclists can take over a lane. We learned about bicycles in their own judgment, how far over to the right they have to be or, or get to be to be safe. Now, Brad, let's talk about one of the other favorite subjects we always hear about and we always get involved in bicycle cases is this is this statute this law that you're going to talk about and what do bicycles have to do when they can like come up to an intersection or a traffic control device what is the law now well that's that's also it's a statewide standard uh different municipalities different localities maybe maybe changing the law but it's a statewide standard right now that um, uh, on the regulation of bicycles, like I said, this could be different in your unique locality of where you're listening to this show. So you might want to check your unique locality because it might be a little different. But basically, what they're talking about is they're saying Idaho stops are are legal. And what's an Idaho stop? Well, an Idaho stop um, obviously originated out of the state of Idaho, Idaho, and it talks about when you're coming up to a stop sign. Yeah, a bicycle rider that doesn't necessarily have to stop. They can they can yield. They must yield to to the appropriate traffic based on how the stop is 
is structured, but they can, in essence, roll through the stop sign, and they can just keep going. And then, like I said, they still must yield if a car is coming that doesn't have the stop sign or that has priority at the stop intersection. But if they don't have the priority, or if they if there's no car, in no vehicle, or no other vehicles there, they can just roll through the stop sign. Drivers of cars, you cannot do that. Understand that. When you come to a stop sign, you're not allowed to roll through them. You must stop. I don't care if you're making a right hand turn and it's clear as the as the as the morning light here in Colorado. You must stop at the stop sign. And if a police officer is sitting there, they're going to ticket you. And that's the bottom line. But but bicycle riders can do that. What's the premise? Get the bicycle rider out of there. Move him away from the intersection. Intersections are dangerous places anyway. There's a lot of crashes that can occur into intersections. Get them away. Now, if you're talking about a stoplight, then the the bicycle rider can treat the stoplight like it's a stop sign, which means they can stop, they can look, and if there's they must stop. They still have to stop at a stoplight, but they can stop. They got to look, and if there's if they can go, they can go. Once again, drivers. When you get to a stoplight, you must stop and you must wait till it turns green <laughs> or until you get a green arrow or until you get permission to go. Some Nowadays, we have turning arrows that never go to green. They're yellow or, or red, and I, it's another way to try and get traffic moving and away from the intersection. And yes, yeah, so when that turns yellow and you can proceed with caution, you're allowed to do so. But basically, you, you know, the rules for the bike turns into allowing rolling stops and stop and go where as a car you're going to have to stop and you have to stop and wait so understand the rules right you know uh and we're talking about this stop and go this idaho law the 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 statute was signed into law in 2018 and so it's a relatively new law but it's a i want to remind you of something brad just said a minute ago it's a fascinating statute why because we we think of a statute that mandates the law you got to follow it but this statute kind of doesn't do that what does it do this statute is kind of provides recommended language, right? It's not mandated statewide, recommended language that city and counties may adopt at their option. So what Brad just said to you, you might be in Aspen and have a different ordinance than you do in Boulder or, or in Denver. And so with regard to this so-called Idaho stop, and some people call it a California stop, it's, the statute says the local municipalities may adopt their language at their option, so you got to figure that part out because that varies by county by county. But if you've been injured on a bicycle, your attorneys need to know that, need to research and understand the ordinances to help you and protect you and let you recover, period, okay? Brad also said something else. Bicyclists can't just blow through an intersection. They have to yield. Yes. I mean, if there's a stop sign, they do not have to stop at the stop sign. They have to yield, but that doesn't mean they just blow through. So there, there's a law right there. And the other interesting part Brad just covered was if there's a red light, they have to stop. Ready? They have to stop. But do they have to stay stopped? No. They can go. But what is the, you know, an example, what does the Grand Junction Ordinance say on that? What does the, what does the Montrose Ordinance say on that? What does the Steamboat Springs Ordinance say on that? Or the county or Route County? So that's what's going to control in this area. It's it's very, very interesting area. Uh, you can call us anytime at 303-795-5900. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell & Pollock. I mean, anytime you've got two attorneys that formed our law firm in 1984, 
84, with the vision and mission of helping injured victims like you, your families, we've got experience. That's our mission in life. That's our vision. And we have fulfilled that vision. And we've helped many, many people put their lives back together again. And it doesn't matter. You, if you're injured in a car crash, we can help you. Truck crash, we can help you. Motorcycle crash, we can help you. 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. So, Brad, let's talk a little bit more about this um, this stop as yield legislation. So, so, as we said at the top of the show, you have to have attorneys that get into the facts. What exactly happened? And intersections are da- dangerous. So, what happened with the car? Because you know the insurance companies are going to blame the, the, the bicyclist. They didn't do something. They didn't do this. They didn't. They didn't. They should have. They should have. Right. They're, and they're going to. And the, the reason is because uh, you know, it. if you go into court representing a bicyclist or a motorcyclist, you have a, a, a people that have built-in prejudice against those two groups of people and those two kinds of drivers and riders. And you've got to deal with that built-in prejudice. And you know, why do they have that built-in prejudice? Well, there's a number of reasons, and, and some of them are legitimate and some are not. That's just the way it is. Uh, that's not our job to be, play the politics of it or how your feelings are. Our job is to identify what the legalities are. And the legal rights of a bicyclist are, are spelled out in the law. And they identify what happens in the law. And it's important that when a bicyclist is in, a, in some kind of injury or crash or something has, has happened to the bicyclist, uh, that it, there be immediate investigation of what happened. There's got to be photos taken. There's got to be. There's got to be ways to mark and determine where and how the crash occurred and why the crash occurred and exactly what occurred and, and why the bicycle was where it was why the car was where it was, exactly what happened. So you understand the, the, all the formalities and all the situations that, re, that relate to it. You know, a lot of bicyclists have cameras on their uh, bicycles, and there's a whole, there's a whole creative uh, theory or theories about where you should put your camera. Should, should you put it on the front, facing front, put it on the back. If you're going to get hit from the rear, then it's going to record the, the uh, impacts. It's going to record what happened. It, it's going to identify the car if it's a hit and run. I mean, if you're hitting your bicycle in the car and the car runs and you can't identify them, can you recover? Yes. But as, as Brad and I have preached for so many years, yes, you can on your, on your own car insurance policy. So you must have UIM and UM, uninsured motorist coverage, as high as possible. That's just another example. But we didn't get into cameras today. We didn't get into e-bikes. And there's a whole world of knowledge on e-bikes and what they mean and what the statutes and regulations show and what they can do and what they can't do. Uh, cameras are very fascinating. We, we didn't get to uh, touch much on that. And the other area that we didn't get into, uh, we didn't have a chance to, was uh, you see these bicycles riding two abreast, right, side by side? And that infuriates people. And then there's an accident. And then who was in the right? And then what does the law say about bicycle riders uh, riding uh, side by side? But, but Brad, back to this, um, this interesting law about the Idaho stop. Um, you know, it says a, a cyclist should slow down to a reasonable speed and yield the right of way, not only to traffic, but also to pedestrians. They can't just blow through the intersection. That's exactly right. And some bicyclists do, and that's where you get a problem. That They have a responsibility when they're coming up to that intersection to address it appropriately. Just because they're allowed to do a rolling stop doesn't mean they can do it. 
or rolling go and and just roll through the stop sign. If there's a pedestrian there, if it's traffic there, if there's one of those electronic bikes there, e-bikes there, stop your bicycle and let them go through and avoid the crash. You're going to like it a lot more than the trip you're going to get to the hospital and to a court and uh, when you're dealing with a ticket and to a court when you're dealing with the injury. Bell and Pollock, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, 303-795-5900, championsofthepeople.com. We'll see you next week.